This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. Hey, Rich. Hey, Paul. Let's discuss with great aplomb the 2009 version of Star Trek, the reboot, the Kelvin universe. Yeah. The Kelvin timeline. Let's let's do that if you, I mean, I guess should, I should ask you, would you like to do that? Would I like to or, or, or should we just stick to the thing? Yeah, I wouldn't like to, but I'm gonna. Interesting. Because, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Because if you would not like to, that's totally fine. <laughs> I don't have notes on anything else though. So <laughs> I couldn't like, it'd be weird to hold forth on something else entirely. It is. Uh, it is going to be, yeah, it would be really strange. I'll do it begrudgingly because it's, it's JJ Abrams, Star Trek. Right. And right. I mean, it, um, I think this, I mean, this was what we agreed on, so let's just just fucking do it, you know. Whatever. forward. Also, I did like a couple of weeks ago. I went and saw Scream, the new Scream movie, and I learned oh. a new I learned a new term that can be applied to this film. It is the term requel, which is a remake that is or a reboot, excuse me, that is also a sequel. So, this oh. film is a reboot but it's also a sequel to star trek the next generation in that spock comes back post next generation timeline oh yeah this... it's like 2380 something spock yeah. is is what comes back to yep. ah yep so yeah so it does it, it loops tng in to the whole thing right and then destroys yeah. it all <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that's a good point i i didn't i didn't think about that in terms of the 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 timeline stuff yeah. like in in the universe here this is this is wiping the entire slate from yeah. tng on really though from i mean i mean from 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 pre tos on right yeah. yeah 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 which seems like this you know based on based on what we were seeing in this movie, and we can get into this a little bit more. It seems like this was already a branched timeline because certain things that did not relate to the emergence of the Romulan ship, which is for all intents and purposes, the branching of the timeline, right? Certain things had already come to pass, like James Kirk being born would have been born on the Kelvin had they not had to evacuate, which doesn't jive with the fact that he's actually born in Riverside, Iowa. That's his birthplace in the oh. original series. So what were, what were, what was the were, actual, what was the actual catalyzing event right. then? Right. Right. And who, and, uh. and they don't explain that they, they just, in typical J.J. Abrams fashion, want us to accept their version of it, which is, hey, it all just branches off from when Spock comes back in time, which, as we find out, actually happens after the Romulan ship shows right. up. Yeah, it's the it's the the Romulan ship is the first, mm -hmm. except for the other changes that you just mentioned. The right. Romulan ship is the first, like that instant is the time splitter. Right. Right. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. But but anyway, we're, I mean, we're here to discuss the DNA of this, the, the Star DNA, Wars yeah, DNA yeah, yeah. of this. And this one's, I mean, this one's going to be blatantly obvious, though, right? Because it's J.J. Abrams. He obviously, when he was making this movie, had a hard-on for Star Wars. It's evident from the first shot, which is basically a pan to a ship, right? Like like a Star yeah. Warsian type yeah. pan across a ship. Across the ship. Yeah. And like it's it's interesting because there's like there's this is this so the discussion of this one and the the DNA ness of Star Trek Star Wars and the the, the looping back and in and out of those two things mm -hmm. is this I mean this is 2009 so this is post or prequel trilogy Star Wars wise right right yeah so this yep. is post post prequel trilogy and this is also post nemesis right yeah this is post nemesis on star trek side and and also nemesis is post 
Nemesis is like 2006 or seven, right? Nemesis, I want to say 2003, but I'll I'll check it out. Oh, okay. Anyway, so the the interesting thing is like you've got you've got what you've got here is like it's it's a reboot for sure, and of course it's using new technology and that kind of stuff. Right. What it what it goes to the length of way more than Star Wars. Okay, so you you think back to the prequels. And those are 20 years, almost 20 years after the originals. So filmmaking technology is like way better, right? Right. So many things are computer animated, computer computer available, right? Yeah. And and there's a lot, a lot of it is very clearly green screen, all that kind of stuff. But the like the technology piece of the equation doesn't feel all that different, right? Right. The technology within the movie feels like the technology that you left off with from return of the Jedi. Right. Yep. This film, like even before, even before the Romulan ship incurs into the, into the timeline, into the universe, Mm -hmm. the technology is like wildly different. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's, it's like, it's already departed from like like stagecraft wise mm-hmm. i don't know what else, what else you want to call it right the right properties wise production from production <laughs> yeah, yeah production wise from the originals not that that's bad or good but it's a very it's it, like this is where this is where this film actually as a as a as a piece of track that owes i think some things to the prequel trilogy in terms of like yeah you can reboot stuff or you can continue it on and it's okay. It also like just kind of blows past what Trek was before. Right. right. Yeah. Even from the start, like the, 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 even the Kelvin, the Kelvin's like defenses. Yeah. It's, it's phasers. It's gun turrets. Those mm-hmm. are, va- those are wildly different. Yeah. Wildly different from how TOS, TNG, all the films, all those things work. Yeah. Crazy different. Right. Yeah. I I think that's the problem with post next generation newer Trek stuff. Like not now TNG, when TNG went off the air, we got Voyager still and we still had um and we still had well Voyager was in production and DS9 was still on the air. So we still had those shows going on when when TNG went off the air. But everything that's come after that as far as tv series goes has revamped what was possible pre-tos or during right. the during tos yeah because and and they've they've never they've never bothered to really explain it you know what i mean like discovery i don't know how much of discovery you've seen but discovery is vastly advanced compared to the enterprise from the original series and it takes place before the original series starts yeah before before even the cage really because i think pike had just taken over the enterprise at the time of discovery so so the problem i think with that is that you leave this gaping question but I think the problem becomes a moot point because it's not really about the technology so much yeah. as it is about the exploration of the, of humanity, right? Like, like I think I think you're right because where I was going in my head with this is was was I was like I so I I was making the comparison between those things, but then the more you talk to them, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know it doesn't matter in terms of the films themselves. It really only matters in terms of the archeology span of like talking about it and thinking right. about it, thinking about how filmmaking itself changes. Right. Yeah. In response yep. to time and whatever. Right. Yeah. So in other, and in other words, and from a different perspective too, if like, if you are, if you're some fucking cynical suit guy who is running a studio, Mm-hmm you want that stuff to be relevant to the times you're in. Right. In other words, it is like the weird thing is, is like, this is not where we are, but if we were like pitchforks and torches about 
the 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 really cool shit, the way the shit looks in the Kelvin the Kelvin series. Are we saying that we actually would prefer everything to look and feel like the fucking sixties TOS? <laughs> like, is that what we're? Is that what people like? If if we were upset, would that be what we're saying? Is like, no, I want like fucking physical buttons everywhere and like right. a little light up switchboard thing that like looks like shit. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is like, so uh, on the one hand I can, I can maybe say sort of point out the anachronism, I guess. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you're right. The alternative is to go back to the old plywood painted plywood, you know, and <laughs> right. fucking cafeteria chairs and stuff like that. You know, like mm-hmm. that's the alternative and nobody really wants that. Anybody that says they want that, they just, they're not really comprehending the truth of yeah. what Star Trek really is. Yeah. So yeah, Trek, is, I think Trek the, is way more than that. So I think the interesting thing here is that in terms of the DNA, it's a DNA thing where Trek and Wars differ, mm-hmm. right? Because because Star Wars does not do that. No. Star Wars does not do, oh, technolo- the Earth technology is different. Mm-hmm. We're going to fix up the films to make it be that, right? Well, unless you're George Lucas, special edition-wise. <laughs> did he change the tech in there? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm like just the thinking. In, yeah. Like the in-universe tech, right? right? Yeah. Yep. Not, the, not the filmmaking tech. The filmmaking tech, of course, is much right. better. Yeah. But like the in-universe tech isn't like in other words when ray and finn climb in the millennium falcon it still has all those fucking clunky looking switches right they're right. just like throwing like crazy as they go right yep it's like if this if it, if that same thing happened here mm-hmm. they would get in the millennium falcon and it would be like holograms and touch screens everywhere right <laughs> right right you know what i mean that's what it would be if it yeah. if it was following this this thing so dna wise here's that's a interesting thing to sort of ruminate on i guess right, right. and i think also too it like it kind of touches on that sci-fi versus like space opera space fantasy whatever you want to call star wars like right. it clearly it clearly moves trek even this film is still slightly more sci-fi right. than star wars you know what i mean right slightly just barely, yeah. Just, just edges barely. the edge <laughs> yeah. of sci-fi. Yeah. More than Star Wars. I mean, if we're honest, this is basically this and probably the follow-up to it or are JJ's audition for Star Wars, really. Yeah. When it comes yeah. down to it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just that's because true. because so much of it is stuff that we'll see again later, you know, like like this whole like well, they try to give Kirk like a destiny, right? To be a destiny yeah. beyond that whole you know, you've got to live your best destiny thing that he, you know, that he talks about or whatever, but he's like, he's literally born in battle. His dad sacrificed himself to save him and his mom. And like, they really go to great lengths to push that idea of like a a destiny. I, I didn't think about that in terms of the, because that's a thing where like that moves the, that moves this Trex needle closer to Star Wars. Right. right. That's got like just like, yeah, that's a good point. Cause like you said, that moves the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Like you must walk this path. Right. Like that kind of like moves it towards that thing, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Trek doesn't really have. Mm-mm. Right. No. no. Trek doesn't have a chosen one concept really at all. You know? No. No. I feel, I feel weird if it did. Right. It Trek, really would. Trek right? is the much, Trek is the way more egalitarian of the two. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, I mean, especially in the Star Wars or in Star Trek world, mm-hmm. like society is so open and sort of like, there's no, there's no fucking Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos in that society. <laughs> that truly right. any any schmuck from a French wine field, right, can yeah. be a captain <laughs> of a starship, right. you know what right. I mean? And go yeah. on to influence like Starfleet for decades after. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's exactly. Captain, right. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't relate to like a destiny or a like no no a greater purpose. It's never it framed in that it's way. It's not right? like fucking foretold. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no prophecy just, involved. There's yeah. no fucking prophecy. But this one, by by having Spock be the way he is about Kirk, about old Spock, 
be the way he is about young Kirk. Right. He's, he's pushing that destiny angle on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. really is, isn't he? Yeah. Because he does say that. What does he say? I wish I would have written it down, but he alludes to the idea that, you know, you you have to take control of your ship and become who you're supposed to be. And they really, really, really push that idea. I mean, there's, there was something let's, else. Let's, here. let's get to that when we get to that in the film here. Cause there's, yeah. Yeah. Let's go, let's go through the, through the film, at least a little bit here. Sure. Sure. Cause yeah, there's man by the end of it, it's the rails will come off. So it's just fucking. <laughs> do you, do you want to take us through it or do you want me let's to take just, us through it? Let's just, let's just start going through it and we'll just, we'll just keep each other on the thing here. Sure. So I did notice a, a callback, not to star Wars, but to the first, the original Star Trek motion picture, mm. which was giant, enormous threat from seemingly nowhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, just like the original, right. The, the, the Federation or whatever ships in comparison are tiny compared to it. Right. Don't stand a fucking chance, you know, all that kind of stuff. Very similar, very similar in that, like this one has a, in fact, in that respect, you could call, the DNA here, the Star Wars DNA, is New Hope Force Awakens. Same thing, right? Mm. A New Hope is to Star Wars or Star Trek the motion picture as Force Awakens is to Star Trek 2009 because they introduce similar elements of giant thing appearing from nowhere, right? Tiny yeah. ship gets obliterated, right? That calls distress thing, all the kind of stuff. Like there's a few pieces here that are like, Mm-hmm. similar to that they have a parallel to that other parallel right? yeah yeah they're parallel they're parallel parallels man they're paralleling the paralleling does that make it a parallelogram? not a parallelogram but a parallelogram 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 whatever you know what i'm saying <laughs> so so the so the captain guy of the kelvin before he after he promotes george kirk to captain right he he goes aboard the thing, mm-hmm. and Nero like stabs him with the fucking spear thing or whatever, you know. Yeah. Did you know? I, one thing I thought it was really funny. So the, they have like little trackers on his like life signs, you know. Yeah. Yep. And when they when they when when Nero stabs him, it go it says terminated. I know. In his health thing, and I was like, is that how that would work? Whoa. Would you, like how would how would the little probe know that he got fucking stabbed? stabbed. <laughs> run through with a spear is right. what to me. shouldn't it just be like oh no heart rate anymore right right right, you know? right. <laughs> vital no. signs vital signs declining not terminated <laughs> he's fucking dead <laughs> <laughs> oh shit he did <laughs> one of the things that i didn't like about this i think i've already brought up is the fact that kirk and his mother are on the ship of course he's in utero at the time but yeah they're on the kelvin his his dad doesn't die in battle right in the in the real in the true timeline in trek prime timeline and he definitely is not born in space if you're going to give us this divergence thing you're gonna and, and you're gonna throw that kind of a difference at us before the divergence happens you need to move the divergence back further. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it needs, to, it it needs to be like it needs to be like, you know, <laughs> like Spock sneezed when he was doing the red matter stuff, <laughs> right? And that somebody back two hundred years ago was like, "Hey, what the hell was that?" And then that caused the divergence, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> yeah, or or like introduce a way that he was on the phone. He could make a phone call to Earth, right? I mean, that's the easy answer right there, right? Okay, so dad dies in battle rather than coming home. Okay, boom, there you go. Like the the wormhole thing opens up much closer to Earth, so they can make a subspace call right right, to Earth. Yeah. Yeah, because I think one of the things that makes Kirk great is that he was born on Earth, but he was called to the stars do you know what i mean like yeah. there's something that like yeah. like the oceans call to sailors the star the yeah. stars called to kirk right right this just kind of it almost simplifies it too much you know what i mean it, it, i mean it, and it changes the motivational thing it, like right 
it gives it that like we said before that destiny push but also it gives it that like it's a different take on the character than mm. we are accustomed to right yeah but unnecessarily yeah. so too because of the, their yeah. whole their whole linchpin of their argument is that the the incursion of the romulan ship was the thing that made the the timeline fracture and oh, yeah and so this is completely unnecessary you know i mean yeah, because yeah. because even even with that even if that is the incursion point or even if that incursion point is the divergence you could still make a subspace call to earth right all you have to do is like in the thing riverside iowa right on the bottom of the zoom call right the space zoom right, right? space zoom space zoom call <laughs> so fucking why they did that who knows yeah. So okay. So warp ahead just a little bit. So yeah. we get to Iowa. We're in right. Iowa. Right. Hey, we're in Iowa. <laughs> What's up? Is that corn? <laughs> it's fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Accurate portrayal of Iowa. Right. Lots of corn. You yes. would know, right? Paul is not, from Iowa. Not not as many starship mines. Right. But but more corn. Still a lot of corn. Very, Plenty very corn. accurate. Plenty of corn. Plenty of corn. <laughs> and 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 like Kirk Kirk is in a Corvette. Yeah. That he's stolen from his stepdad. Teenage Kirk, yeah. Teenage Kirk, yeah. Or preteen Kirk, maybe? I don't know. He's maybe he seems like he's 10, 11, 12, something like that. Right. Whatever yeah, he is. And I was like, oh, you know, that Corvette's like 250 years old at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's so the song. <laughs> I was gonna say he switches to a Beastie Boys song. Yeah. Which is also like 230, 250 years old. Yeah. So like that's like that's the equivalent today of like stealing your dad's horse. <laughs> Right, who is and still switch, somehow alive, <laughs> and switching to like the smoke signal station. You know what right, I mean? Like, right. like that's like yeah. it's so far, it's it's it has a different feel to it than like <laughs> than than like the Ferris Bueller stealing the Ferrari, right? Right, it's, right. It's so different because it's this is way like, different. This is like the antique of antiques. It's right. It's a crazy antique. Why do they even? Why do they even have gas anymore? Right. Yeah. Um, How does it operate? Yeah. And then the cop, the cop is, is the cop a robot or a human? I think he's human, but I'm not hundred percent okay. sure. Okay. It's never really, I mean, he doesn't take a helmet it's, off. It, so it you was weird. Argue either way. Right. He had a, he had a, like his helmet had a weird look to it because you see the face. Right. And it's like, he moves like a human, but his face is not human. Right. right. It's, it's like, like a robot face. Metal robot face. I don't know yeah. if he's got like a mask on or whatever. Something. Yeah. And then the, the thing was like it switched over to Spock a little bit. This I love. So we this get to hysterical. we get to Vulcan. Yeah. And like the first of all, there's like the Vulcan kids in their fucking training spheres. Yeah. That was so fucking weird, dude. I know, I know. Like it was bizarre. They just have their they have their teacher caretakers just like hovering above them and they're just like reciting equations into a sphere right. that they're standing in. Right. It, made, it made me think of like the Jedi temple, like for the younglings, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of was like, you know, this, this idea that like a whole bunch of kids are learning the way of like the force or, you know, Vulcan. It actually gave me, it called back for me, the training of the clones. Oh, weird. Right. Okay. Cause they're all, sure. cause they'll sit there at oh, the thing yeah. and they're, like, they're just getting like projected at, you know? Yeah. On, on Camino, right? That's a really good point. I didn't even think because, of that. Because they're not like, they're not doing stuff. They're just standing there reciting facts. Right. 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 <laughs> like the, the area of a sphere is four thirds pi r cubed minus right. the sum of the integral. What, like just. Right. He's just, he's just standing there. And then these fucking <laughs> dickhead Vulcan kids. Vulcan bullies, man. Vulcan bullies, which by the way, like that whole exchange. Oh my god! I was uh, the whole thing was like they're trying to they're trying to get Spock because Spock is half human, right? Right. I was like, these kids are being way more emotional than Spock is. Yeah. Yep. Like, like what? How are like? How do you get to make fun of like that sort of bullying should utterly fail on Vulcan, right? Because because every all the Vulcan kids should be like, it is illogical to use emotions to prod someone to to be emotionally compromise right, right, the, right. vulcans should do that and right. said these fucking dick vulcan kids <laughs> push spock and spock kicks this bigger kid's ass too yeah. by the way yeah yeah i did love the i did love the basic equivalent of the vulcan yo mama jokes right 
Yeah. They're like, <laughs> your mother is logical. Or your yeah. your mother is so illogical that she is or she <laughs> your mother is so human that she's illogical. Your mother is so illogical that she makes the logical mistake of modus ponens in her proofs. <laughs> Which <laughs> she affirms the consequent in her proofs of <laughs> summed integrals. Or <laughs> there you go. Spock's like, you take that back, you son you of a that, bitch. You take that back, you motherfucker. She doesn't Vulcan. affirm the consequent. Vulcan asshole. <laughs> yeah, the the Vulcan like bullies. Like you said, counterintuitive to counterintuitive. the idea of Vulcans. And I get and so, it. I get that they're emotional characters to begin with, but they repress that. However, there shouldn't be a yo mama jokes on Vulcan. Vulcan. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And Spock should be like, father, these children were illogical in their approach to bullying me. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Then, <laughs> and then, so then, then Spock talks to his dad. Yeah. Spock's like, why'd you marry mom? And and Sarek is like, well, I mean, I was ambassador, so it made sense to like marry a human woman. But he yeah. had a he like he had a pause. He said, marrying your mother was logical. Like <laughs> there was another reason. Like she right. was, she was really good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got a little drunk on some Aldebaran whiskey and my emotions <laughs> slipped, and there you were, young Spock. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Spock, your mother makes the finest <laughs> earth apple pie. That's why I married her. <laughs> you catch my allusions, son. I also wrote down, I also wrote down for his mom, for Winona Ryder, like, yeah. how much would it suck to be a human on Vulcan? Right. How much would it fucking suck to be a human on Vulcan? Yeah, Amanda did not have like the best mission right like no she's like literally the only person who will show emotion right unless yeah i mean you know there i'm sure there there's probably some anomalies but generally speaking yeah, yeah you're you're it right you're you're like yeah so you're like well i guess everyone's gonna think of me as the crazy fucking human <laughs> <laughs> she thinks with her emotions Ooh, look, I'm using my emotions. Oh, I, I would lose my fucking mind. I'd be like, oh, no, I got upset. Oh, sorry, Mr. Vulcan. Sorry, Vulcan. I can't put my, I can't put my emotions behind back in, my, in the back of my head. Oh, no. <laughs> fucking, and right. so, by the way, another callback to the motion picture, the first motion picture, is that they called back Colin R. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. Very much a, a parallel parallel, right? Right. Where, we're looking right. at two parallels here. Yeah. Right. And and the more I'm thinking about this movie, the more it is because if you think about it, if this is if this movie is a sort of remake sequel of the motion picture, the Force Awakens is a remake sequel to a new yeah. hope, right? It kind of is, right? Yeah. 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 It has some factors there right right, right. now yeah. I'm not, I'm, this isn't exactly this is not exactly a remake to the motion picture obviously that the motion picture takes place at a different time in the timeline yeah. altogether yeah. but like you said you know there's there's similarities there's the giant spaceship that you know that people you know that that's just unfathomably unfathomably large there's you know you know you know what i'm talking about yep so yeah. So then we then we get back to like Earth, and now it's like Kirk shows up to like some kind of bar right. in the area, and there's a bunch of like Starfleet like recruits or whatever, right, hanging out there, and he meets Ahura. He hits an Ahura, mm-hmm. and then he gets in a fight with these other guys who kind of they must know her better or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey, just be cool, everyone." And then during the fight, I was like, "Oh, come on," because there was an accidental boob grab. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. Really did that? I, did, I didn't. I don't know. Well, and later in uh, later in the, sh- the movie, there's there's going to be a. Like a like an underwear modeling session, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uhura and the, the Orion. And the other, girl, the other. Right? Yeah. The fucking down to the rundies. I mean, not that I'm a prude. I mean, shit, I'll look at whatever. But like. 
it just feels it disingenuous to throw it into Star it Star Trek like that. It it felt like the only purpose of it was to like it didn't feel like it served a plot purpose. Exactly. Right. It was gratuitous. Yeah. It was gratuitous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, I because like I'm I'm all for like nudity, fucking murder, whatever. Right. If it if it serves the purpose, yeah, do it. Like fucking do it. Going down, get naked, whatever, do it. Right. But if it's like I, I'm being shown this just to like to be like, hey, it's the male gaze and you're a male. Hey, check and it here's out. Some underpants and some boobies. That I don't Boobs. like <laughs> as much as like my lizard brain wants that, I don't actually want that in a film. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then and then Kirk gets like recruited into, into Starfleet. What like, I don't get is like he's just like, hey, come to Starfleet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just shows up to like recruit him. And yeah. First of all, how did I he know he was there? And... I guess he's already taken some aptitude tests or whatever. He's he took the ASVAB or whatever, you know, the military right. one that we have here. Yeah. And he was off the charts of that or whatever. Right. And uh, so and Pike manages to get those things during the process, which with future texture or whatever. Why not? But then he's like, Yeah, okay, I'm gonna do it. Right. Right. And then like they get into this shuttle to go off world or whatever to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And they all strap in. And I was like why that's interesting like yeah nobody straps into other things in star trek world why has everybody got to put on shitty seatbelts into this thing <laughs> you know so you can have the whole like kirk fumbling with his seatbelt thing yeah i mean gotta have that joke right it's a there's a plot device there or there's a that there's a there's i don't know i don't know you know what it's not a plot device there's a there's a gag device there mm-hmm. but it's not a plot device right mm-hmm. there's yeah it doesn't drive the plot at all. Yeah. No. Nah. At Starfleet Academy, he takes the Kobayashi Maru test because it jumps three years ahead or whatever, right? Yeah. He, he promises Pike that he's going to do, he's going to get, he'll, he's going to get a captaincy three. in three years, right? Yeah. And, but he jumps, they, they go, they go and he takes the Kobayashi Maru test. And, you know, and of course he's supposed to cheat the test. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. So they're true to that. But Spock created the Kobayashi Maru test. That's not how that works. Oh, that's a different thing. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we've already diverged timeline. So it's, right. everything's up for fucking grabs at this point. Yeah. But also, what I, what I did find weird about that whole thing was that, like, so, like, the entire council and the whole academy is there to watch Spock and Kirk fight about the <laughs> yeah. test. Like, yeah. why, like, why did they all have to, what was what what was it like okay for today's meeting we're going to solve a disciplinary issue for one student right. in front of the entire academy right that i was right. like that doesn't make any sense to me i i understand that yeah it was kind of kind of silly to to have everybody it was like a like an episode of like people's court or judge judy or yeah, something it was weird. right like it, it didn't, didn't make sense it didn't yeah it didn't make sense yeah also they the the screenwriters misinterpret the the design of the kobayashi maru like spock himself says the purpose is to experience fear right right but it's not it's not to experience fear it's actually to put the subject into a no-win scenario and analyze how they react to that what their choices are right right not experienced fear that's just a that seems like such a cheap watered down the, layman's version low, of it it's a low thing too right like right. yeah you're right that mm-hmm. is a good point that feels weird yeah so we had another like star destroyer type flyby there's a couple yeah. of them right like we had that i think it was before we got to starfleet academy we got another like the ship going by and it's like coming from overhead, you know, and going past you. Oh, or sure. maybe it's going yeah. this way. But yeah, it, it like again, again, visually echoing a new hope. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is this the, the so this there was one like enterprise porn shot, but yeah. it was very short. It was not nearly <laughs> not nearly as long as like the motion picture right like minutes upon minutes upon minutes of 
enterprise porn, right? Right. Of right. the of the ship, you know. Uh, oh yeah, show me the nacelles again. Oh, look at those nacelles. <laughs> uh, show me the shuttle bay. Oh yeah, shuttle bay. Oh yeah. So yeah. So that. So yeah. Yeah. So they all. So they're all. They hear about. So during this. During the Kirk Spock fight, mm-hmm. they hear about the problems on Vulcan because Nero has begun his plan of destroying Vulcan. Right. 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 So they're like, everyone get ready because we're fucking going. Right. Right. And they just take all the cadets with them. They take all the cadets, I guess. And they yeah. take like 12 ships or something like that. I don't know how many. Right. And they're like, we got to, we're going to evacuate Vulcan, which makes some sense. Like save some lives, save whatever you can. Yeah. But also there are 6 billion people on Vulcan. Like right. that's like, maybe you like make some calls and bring in some more ships. Right, because you're not going to save very many people. Right, not, right. not many Vulcans are going to live if your prop plan is to like let's, let's let's evacuate Vulcan. Right, because the planet's destabilizing. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah, because there were what billions of of yeah, they said six billion, six billion. Yeah, they said six billion people on Vulcan. Yikes. Yeah. So let's face it, Vulcan getting destroyed is all around, right? Well, I, that's my literally my next note was also hello, planet destroying laser anyone, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Come on. So Nero is Governor Tarkin, and his ship is the Death Star, and the laser is obviously the Death Star's laser, and Alderaan is or uh, Vulcan is a stand-in for Alderaan. Also, what the what the fuck is with Nero's ship? I don't know what, what the like, hell kind of a Romulan the, ship that is. What is the design purpose of that ship? It why uh, is look a mining, gnarly. Yeah, to why does a mining ship look like like bit tentacled, sharp tentacled, crazy monster thing? I'm willing to bet that it is meant to evoke this feeling of rugged like individualism or some artsy fartsy shit like that, is my guess. But really, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would sense. how how would that thing even operate? Why? Why is it? Why is it like that? Where's the engine? Yeah, Did you see the engine. I never saw the engines. I think it was towards the back of the th- towards the where the head would be if it was a squid. Because oh. there was one moment where it warps away to. It warps away from Vulcan toward Earth or whatever you know. Yeah, and the back of it lit up like that was where the engine was. Okay, because I know but, that when the times where it's like going through like the 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 singularity or whatever and it like in like the camera kind of pans around and you see the other side of it i don't see an engine there you know what i mean whatever engine whatever kind of engine is it glows but it's a different kind of thing than any other thing that's out there yeah yeah but it's but it the the, whatever it is it doesn't matter because the the design makes no sense like the the design is sort of assaulting it sort of assaults my eyeballs as this was done for no other reason than to strike fear in me. It right. wasn't done for a good in-universe reason to have the ship be the shape like that. Right, because Klingons right. don't like build their ships and be like, hey, watch this. We're going to look really scary, right? We're going to go no. scary. Right. No, Klingons, I mean, the birds of prey, the, yeah. war, the warbirds, they don't look like that. They're not, they're not in, they're, like, they're designed for practicality. Like, practicality. Yeah. Right? And this isn't even a warship. It's just, it's for mining. It's like a mining any, ship, yeah. anything, anything construction and or mining in, in our world is like the most practical fucking shit in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, there's like, no fanciness there's, to there's it. There's no yeah. fanciness to it. There's yeah. no scary tentacles on anything. <laughs> if, you were, if you were a mining foreman, right. you'd be like, whoa, 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 guys. We did not order the tentacle dump trucks. I just want a regular dump truck. What's all this extra shit for? I'm what's, trying to mine some stuff here. I, I don't, don't need. I gotta drag rock out of here. I don't need phasers and torpedoes. <laughs> I need fucking drills. What is right. this shit? Right. Yeah. Hey, get me John Deere on the line. This is fucking weird. <laughs> the hell are they trying to sell me? I so. can't remember. I can't remember how long there was a moment. Where, what was the comparable moment from some other thing? We there's a different thing that we've reviewed where they get to it too fast they figure out the thing too fast okay i don't remember what it was but it happened here too spock Mm -hmm. figures out that they're from the future too fast yeah 
it's all of 30 seconds yeah and he's like i've exhausted all possibilities or whatever and whatever thing whatever remains however improbable is the thing right that's that's a callback to star trek six yeah you didn't you didn't you didn't didn't exhaust all the things though right right like this is you didn't like (laughs) (laughs) there's more options than i don't know and they're from the future right right (laughs) i mean not many more but there are definitely more a few (laughs) right like a handful right this is just another version of the shorthand that they use in this movie right like yeah like they like the pretty words but they don't want the pretty words to actually have any consequence right yeah like if you remove the logical whatever remains however illogical must be the truth that's the that's the line right and that is they use that in star trek six in after a an exhaustive search of the ship and an exhaustive analysis of yeah, like what happened they spent you know, a lot of time on it at that right point. yeah yeah not like three minutes and be like well it could be <laughs> this is how spock figured it out hmm let's see he's either got technology that nobody's ever heard of through means that we don't understand or he's from the future ah he's from the future from the That's future it. got it Bingo. Crushed it by logic. Right. It. I have now achieved Colinar, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> Spock, I have I have logic the fuck out of this. I'm, and this is what I've come up with, Captain. Vulcan level up. Vulcan level up. Spock doesn't give a shit about like his his edict of you know the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few or the one, right? At all, because the enterprise has to leave and he's busy trying to save his mom and his dad. That's also- not that's also, not the like, needs of the many. <laughs> like, how often is there council in session, right? Because he runs yeah. to like this ancient rock temple thing. And why not beam and right the, there? And the council is like, hi, we're the council and we're all here. Yeah. Oh, hey. You know I mean, like, what's going on, Spock? I also find it improbable. Right. That the council would all be there. And by the way, I doubt that his mom is on the council. Yeah. Right. What's she doing but, there? But she's just like chilling. Bring in Sarek lunch. Sarek, Sarek, is like, Sarek is like, did you bring me the, did you cut my sandwich in the shape of Mickey Mouse? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't like the crusts, Amanda. <laughs> Eating crusts is illogical. illogical. I must have my pudding cup as well. <laughs> okay. Have fun at council. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bag of Cheetos in there, too. <laughs> mm, Cheetos are my favorite. If I could have a favorite, if that were logical. If it were logical to have a favorite, I would pick Cheetos. <laughs> I hereby express my gratitude to you, Amanda. Right. Yes. Live, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper, wife. <laughs> we will bone down later. <laughs> you are going to get an extra logical boning tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so then so then oh, a little bit after that like spock spock doesn't throw kirk in the brig spock no. ditches him on another planet he wrath of cons him he, that's fucked up man yeah i know that's fucked <laughs> up because like the enterprise brig like that kirk that'll hold kirk that'll hold right. it Right, you don't, have to, you don't have to ditch him on a on a random planet. On Hoth, I mean, right. on Hoth, and yeah. I wrote that down. Hello, ice planet with a it's cave Hoth. monster in it. Right, right. Hoth. It's Hoth. It's Trek Hoth. Yeah, and then also, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, like the odds of dumping Kirk, <laughs> and then there's old Spock there. It, it's the Independence Day logic. That's fucking. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. It that's is. ridiculous. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. The okay, so I want to talk about those monsters, right? Because like you got a cave monster, right? And it comes after Kirk, but then there's another monster that's bigger and it attacks him, right? It attacks that yeah. monster and yeah. eats that monster, saving Kirk, but then eventually coming after him. Mm-hmm. In the Phantom Menace, there's a whole there's always a bigger fish thing, right? So you got that. That's right there. This is like this is where it all just kind of degenerates into it really it really Star Wars references, right? Throughout this whole thing, but especially from now going forward, 
the action sequences really kick up into like you've never seen action sequences like this in other Star Trek stuff. No. And you know, partially that's okay. Like, sure, I'm not opposed to action sequences. No. But when you've sort of placed it inside a movie that is like light on other Trek, the soul of Trekness, yeah, that's when I start to get a little like, eh, maybe it's not for me. You know? Hey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, the, a lot of people have made reference to the lens flare issues of this movie, and I, mm-hmm. I knew it. I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I. I I distinctly remember there being like a lens flare issue. I noticed, I noticed in this viewing that when he's inside the cave on Delta Vega, there's a fucking lens flare. From what light source is there a lens flare inside of a cave? That's fucked up. It's like JJ was just like, you know what? Put another lens flare in there. Another lens flare in there. That was the day yeah. that Michael Bay visited the set, right? Oh fuck yeah. God! I swear, <laughs> if if I didn't know any better, I'd believe this was directed by Michael Bay. So the other thing is that so so it's it's the probability the ridiculous that Kirk would just be anywhere near the old Spock. It's ridiculous, right. right? But also Spock insists that he can't meet the future. Spock insists that he can't meet the old Spock, right? And I'm like, bro. Like things are already changed. Yeah. What do you What do you think you're doing? Right. Like what are you, What are you going to stop at this? Point? What are you going to What are you going to fix now? Right. It's already broken. Right. Go do the right thing, man. And and he fucking talks to Kirk about it. So you're already ruining yeah, things. There. Like you and you then, already and then did he, it. And then he gives Scotty the equation that he was going to get to eventually early decades so or later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you like like Spock, you? Spock, you can no longer, you cannot claim like Mm-mm. temporal authority, right? right? Right. When you also, at the same time, <laughs> are breaking all the rules that you say you can't break. I know that is that is you can't that is that is absurd. It, he doesn't give two shits about preserving history. It doesn't matter. It's it's it. J.J. Abrams is basically telling us it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. and in that, I don't think he understands the Star Trek fandom because it does matter to them, right? Like it does matter to them. Yeah. Also, where the hell are temporal services at this point, right? Like, wouldn't shouldn't they be right. like showing up and being like, whoa, 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 there, Spartan. guys, Jesus, guys, what the hell? You know, this is all just do this, up. right? Yeah, this is this is where Loki needs to show up with the. The time variant authority, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you okay? So did you pick up on the other? There's another New Hope reference when Kirk and Spock after they after they well maybe maybe we sh- you should get us there get us there first and then we'll talk about their plan. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Kirk and Scotty get beamed back onto the Enterprise at warp, right? Which is really cool. Yeah. Tech wise, but Scotty gets beamed inside a tank and has to get like dumped out of it. And that's like that seeing things like that. I always get anxiety, right? Of people right. like drowning in things. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't like that feeling. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so they get that and then they're, they're like, okay, well, it's time to go. We're going to go to earth or go to where Nero is, which he's going to earth. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see what we can fucking do. Boyos. Right. So Spock and Kirk are the ones jumping onto the, they're going to beam aboard. Mm-hmm. the euro ship whatever, whatever the hell they name it something but i forget what it is um, anyway they're gonna beam aboard it i forget what it's called but they be the narada the narada okay the narada yeah and spock and kirk find old spock's ship right and new spock pilots that out of the thing right kirk stays aboard to try to find pike and yeah that's so that's that's kind of the setup of the last action sequence. Right. Yeah. Right, Spock, yeah. when he's when he takes old Spock's ship, he actually takes the the MacGuffin with him to use later, right? The big the red old, matter. The red yeah. matter stuff, which basically just like red MacGuffin. That's all it is, yeah, right? Yeah. But the the moment the, the new hope moment that I wanted to talk about is the beaming onto the ship. And Scotty says should be deserted. 
they beam them onto the ship and there's Romulans everywhere. It makes me think of the Han chasing the one stormtrooper and running into a room full of stormtroopers and turning around and running back. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what it is, right? Yeah, it is. That yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Also, Kirk gets choked a lot in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. He's I I have expected him to be like harder daddy. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was like, does somebody does like JJ or one of the writers have a thing about that? Yeah, a little bit. I think Kirk so. gets choked. I think three times at least. Mm-hmm. Kirk gets choked. Yeah. Then there's a so, brain slug. Pike has a brain slug put on him. Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan. He gives up the codes or whatever because of the brain slug. They should have just had at least a moment of like Pike, like tossing off to like bones. Like, hey, by the way, there's, there's a brain slug. Can you get the brain slug? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like, just I just need like, please give me a brain slug fix up real quick. Yeah. I need a yeah. brain slug removal on brain aisle slug four. Yeah. Brain slug to me. Yeah. And then and then one of the one of the bits at the end is Spock actually does meet older Spock. Right. After throwing, all that. Throwing all like the the last brick in that building is destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and old Spock is like, well, uh, uh, you know, I needed you to figure out how to become Spock and Kirk together. Really. And I was like, this is not the time for Sesame street lessons of whatever <laughs> Spock, yeah. you should have beamed aboard. Right. And like done the equations or whatever fucking thing you like use your Spock knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's the time. Right. This is, this is, this is completely fucking absurd. Yeah. That you would, that you would say, <laughs> no, I need to, I need a gym and Spock to really figure out how to be friends. Right. Know? This right. was the right time for that, you know. Maybe yeah. it was self-preservation. Maybe he was like, "Okay, well, if they don't become friends, then I don't, I don't live as long as I, I live." And, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe in Spock's head is like Spock came to the same conclusion that Young Spock came to. He's like, "There is a four percent chance of blah blah blah." Right? He said that in the <laughs> right. And old Spock was like, "Yeah, there's a four percent chance of whatever. I'm staying over here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm staying back on ice hell." Right. I mean, I'm gonna hang out on Hoth for a while. Yeah, because then... I foresee Earth being blown up too. So, and how did he get off of Hoth? I don't know. To show up on Starfleet Academy. Did the, did the other little did the other little monster guy like beat him somewhere else then? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anyway, because the other little knows? monster guy is there too. He shows up oh. on the Enterprise later, right? Did they did they stand in the teleportation po- or the transporter pod and like throw things at the button until it <laughs> went? <laughs> <laughs> No, they have Apple Watches in this timeline, so yeah. they can just they can activate yeah. it on there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I thought of at the end there, where where like there's this like they're in like a hangar, right? So it feels almost like the before the metal ceremony to oh, Star Wars, yeah, right? Yeah. And then there's this whole thing where Kirk gets gets promoted from cadet to captain, which is quite the fucking pay That's raise. Quite let's just the pay. leap. Right. Boyos. Now that also means that not only is Kirk going to be captain, you have to make sure that Lieutenant or that Uhura or uh, excuse me, Sulu stays a lieutenant and, and, and Chekhov has to be an ensign, right? Bones then also has to get a promotion to commander. Yeah. Scotty has to be, has to be commander and Spock has to be promoted to commander and Uhura yeah. has to be promoted to lieutenant commander. So right. all these people got promotions for... Yeah several pay grades up right like yeah. it's completely unearned like they they like a little absurd right uh, quite quite in kirk's case quite absurd right because the enterprise is the flagship of the federation or of, right. Star, of starfleet right yeah yeah so yeah yeah the flagship the big yeah. one like this is the one that everybody recognizes like oh shit it's the enterprise run you know like the yeah yeah fucking cops are here but, <laughs> it's the enterprise but it also reminds me of ray in the force awakens not knowing that she is force sensitive at first but then becoming instantly able to make use of that and instantly being able to wield and use a lightsaber yeah i mean yeah unearned yep happens rather quickly mm-hmm. so yeah it's, i mean there's yeah. a there's a lot of what's going to come in this movie for Star Wars. Yeah. 
this is this is sort of a rather than a response to this is now almost a harbinger mm -hmm. right this is a this is a this is an omen this is the the foretaste of the feast to come right, right now this is right. telling you hey check it out when jj takes the helm of force awakens look to look no further than star trek 2009 for mm -hmm. bits and pieces right yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah the the thing is too is that like i don't know this is where i try to stay out of my own asshole too far <laughs> i don't want to get too far up my own asshole because well, like good luck i mean good good luck buddy because i can see just like as as like a generic movie gover if i didn't have star trek baggage with me i think i would probably like this movie yeah there'd be a i'd still there'd still be a few things like mm, come on spock it's too late to be all uppity about the timeline yeah. but i i don't think i would mind many of the other things too much if i didn't have baggage already see here's the thing for me it, it, it the way that it plays is it plays like many of these newer Marvel movies and Marvel TV shows in that they are designed for people who are not fans already. They're designed for people that they want to convert to fandom, right? Like I just watched the, uh, the trailer for the new Moon Knight series that's coming out. Yeah. And it, it's this great mystery, right? And you, I can't, I was talking to Jen about it. She was saying, you know, Hey, what's Moon Knight about? And I said, well, I could tell you some of it, but I feel like they're hiding a lot of what's going on in this trailer for like big reveals on the show, you know? And I think about like Spider-Man Far From Home, the second one, the middle one that had Mysterio in it as the bad guy, right? Yeah. And like going in, as soon as we knew that he was Mysterio, everybody that had ever read a like, comic book oh, yeah, knew, right? Yeah. Except for my wife. And other people yeah. that never picked up a comic book in their life, right? Yeah. But it was designed in such a way to, we're supposed to be like surprised. The audience is supposed to be surprised by right. that reveal, right? That's the way this Star Trek plays. That's the way the new Star Wars plays, yeah. you know? Like, a, yeah. And like, here's the thing too, is that like, from a perspective that's not like, mired in the butthole of nerddom <laughs> it makes complete sense to do it that way right sure. yeah because absolutely. because like because you've got you already have the pre-thought out characters mm -hmm. ready to go right and you have a thing that you know is going to reach a a much vaster audience than just the people camped in their own buttholes right about stuff <laughs> yeah that you're like if i piss off a few nerds it doesn't matter yeah, right who cares you know what i mean yeah yeah because the new people outnumber the nerds outnumber the nerds right yeah even though the nerds in a lot of cases are the ones that got us that to this point you know what i mean we're the ones that like without my money without the money of all the nerds that you know that paid for every star trek novel and every you know star wars action figure and every marvel comic from like 1980 through whatever fucking marvel wouldn't exist the way it exists now and star wars wouldn't exist the way it exists now star trek wouldn't exist the way it exists now it's like and so the response to that is like what do they owe you something no right because because there's a thing there's like there's the things before us mm -hmm. that made the things that we could consume in that way right yep absolutely. and then there's the things that exist as like the kids today will sort of push forward to them and we should probably think too is it like if if stan lee could have known what iron man would kick off in the way that it did if he would have signed any put any document in front of him that does that he would have signed it in a fucking heartbeat oh absolutely right yep. like yep. there's no like us nerds need to crawl out of our own buttholes about mm -hmm. like this is it doesn't it doesn't belong to you it belongs to people who made it right and, and the they do what who, they want and they do what they want and, they, and it belongs right. also to the people who own the ip who want to like milk the fucking shit out of it yeah. which you know what 
they bought it. They could they do what they it. fucking they, want they with it, right? It. That's what that's what they're like. They're they're like their shareholders would rightly beat them up <laughs> if they didn't milk the crap out of it. Right. Exactly. You know? oh, exactly. Man. Yeah. I'm like enthused and, and depressed all at once. <laughs> man, oh man. Yeah, I hear you. I, I definitely I definitely feel the exact same way. Enthused yeah. and depressed all at once. Because <laughs> because the truth is we do kind of have to get out of our own ass about it because yeah. it's not, it's not ours. This is what it like this idea that like we're owed something is what is what sprouts the, the, the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers, the remake, the yeah. last Jedi people. Oh, this wasn't good enough. We got to, we got to redo it. No, nope. yeah. no, it is what it is, man. You've got to move on, you know? And, and, you know, there's just not, you know, the release, the Snyder cut people are the, are the, just the latest. And they fed those trolls. You know what I mean? The release, the Snyder cut like, people. They, 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 yeah, they, they paid the ransom. They, they did. They, they, did. they, they negotiated, negotiated with, with terrorists. terrorists yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they shot the hostage in the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot the hostage. Take him out of the equation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're right. And then, of course, but then where does that leave us? Because that's all we do is obsess over this little shit. Of course, we're not like demanding anything from it. We're just exploring it. Right. So, you know what? We're safe. Fuck it. We're safe. We're fine. Yeah, we're safe. Yeah, we're we're fine. We're We're see, that's the thing. We're better than everyone else. So it's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody except for you, Jeff. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we could come to the conclusion that like that, like, you know, in the one of the great things that we're discovering in this journey is that we're better than everyone else <laughs> we can we can rediscover our smug sense of superiority absolutely <laughs> i mean why would he why would we even have a podcast if we weren't you know clearly better than everybody else or right i mean plain better totally you know mm. it's not it's not like mm. anybody can buy a microphone and like click on a record on zoom and then edit this i mean this is not it's not just look there's more to it than that guys there's more to so much more you guys more to a bunch this of navel gazing and this fucking, is like the perfect like this thing gif yeah yeah the little the salting yeah the salty guy yeah seasoning chef gift. seasoning things yeah. gif yeah yep yep totally so since we're since we're so fucking good at this should we figure out what we're gonna what do next we do next when we're yeah, good yeah, yeah. i think i think like the amount of sheer talent that i have is blocking me from where i want to go next <laughs> because i can't fucking think of it like anything really like my, but my, my brilliance shines too much my, my brilliance shines far too much for this so <laughs> so okay so one of those things that we could do is we could look at some of the newer like tv stuff that's out there right Oh yeah. Like there's the book of Boba Fett that just came out or yeah. is, is, is coming out, I guess. There's two seasons of the Mandalorian out there. That's and right. I know we did, we don't want to go episode by episode, but we no. could, we could put that in the hopper and like maybe a couple of weeks from now discuss like season one of the Mandalorian or something, you know, but in the meantime, where do we go from here? Is there an infinity that we really want to talk about? Is there... Is there another Star Wars DNA? I mean, do we do we stick with the DNA stuff? I wonder. I kind of wonder if there's a DNA out there still, and maybe it doesn't have to be a movie necessarily, right? But maybe there's a DNA out there that like works. Hmm. Or we could also do one of the bounty hunters stories. Oh yeah, the, the IG88 tells the bounty hunters stories, dude. I, my vote is on that. Okay, because that was good. And it yeah. broke off from being up your own asshole about the movies. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And it spawned infinities of its own. That's true. Yeah. It yeah. did, didn't it? It did. Yep. So let's do it. Let's do a book of bounty hunters or the whatever you call it. The Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Let's yeah. Do another Tales, one Tales of the Bounty Huntership. Yeah. Okay. Let's I do vote, that. We'll, I vote no coin flip. We'll just fucking do that. Let's just do that. Yeah. The other yeah. thing, the other thing to think about for like later is we've got more of the from a certain point of view stories. Right. Those are always so good. Do yeah. We, we always seem to pull like good stuff out of there. Maybe maybe yeah. that's all there is, and there's good stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, the other thing that we talked about was like doing like fan 
things like uh, doing a couple of like fan movies as well oh so, yeah those are really good dna pieces i think yeah yeah that could work for dna as well yeah let's keep that in the hopper let's let's do a bounty hunters one for this one next one okay but let's keep those fan ones in the mix okay i'm gonna write that yeah. down that way that way we don't lose it yeah that could be good i don't shit. know where my fucking pen is so i'll figure it out later okay yeah that'd be good shit right. that'd be good shit cool all right man Cool. Well, just right. the body hunter, or just just of the body hunters. Jesus, fuck! What the hell? <laughs> just as the multiverse, we we bid thee farewell. We hope you get your warp drives tuned up nicely. Yeah. Yeah. But well, thanks for thanks for crawling out of our asses with us. <laughs> just of the multiverse. But there was lots of butt talk in this one. Apologize for that. Live long <laughs> and may the force be with you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Great Disturbances. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on Facebook by searching for at Great Disturbances and on Twitter at G Disturbances. See you later! <laughs>